I know that when I'm 49, I will look back at my 39-year-old self and go, oh my gosh, so naive. (laughs) This is Heart of the Story, and I'm needing Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi, friends. I recently celebrated a birthday and I have an essay to share with you on that topic. And I share my thoughts on aging and the beauty of perspective. And I can't wait to read it to you and chat with you about it. Before I do, though, really quickly, I am amazed and elated that so many of you are going to be joining us in December for our women's beach retreat. And we have been planning the journaling sessions, the yoga nidra sessions, the menu, The house is incredible. It's right on the ocean, right on the beach. It has a heated pool. And so many people have signed up so quickly that if you are thinking about it, just know that there are only a few spots left. (laughs) It's been like so many people signing up and incredible women. You are going to have a sacred sisterhood of amazing women to be sharing your time with. So If it's something that you've been considering, join and sign up to make sure that you get your spot. Okay, you can go over to needingkennyjohnstone.com forward slash retreats. I can't wait to see you there. All right, so today, today I am reading one of my essays. And how did this come to be? Well, I was at kickball. The other day, yes, Jamie and I are on a co-ed kickball team, as you know from my recent Florida Life Update episode, and I had just celebrated my 39th birthday, and we were playing our second game of kickball, and I was playing second base, and I went to go catch a ball, and I did some kind of like weird movement, and then, ooh, ow, suddenly I felt this great pain in my left quad. I caught the ball, but I also now could not walk or run on my leg properly. And I was really terrified. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I pull it? Is it worse than a pull? What happened? I had to ask somebody to be my designated runner. I was no longer playing second base. And for the competitive part of me, I was like, wait a minute, I want to still be able to play. But then the other part of me was going, oh boy, uh, you may have seriously injured something. And I was going, oh my goodness, look at this, like injuring myself at kickball. How ridiculous does this sound? And I was talking with Jamie about it and he turned to me and he said, welcome to 39. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, yes, at 39, you play kickball and you get injured. Luckily, not luckily, but I realized the next game as I was talking to a lot of players on the other teams that I was not the only one. Multiple people that week had had like some kind of a random injury. And I think it's because we're all in our mid 30s and up and we forget that we need to warm up and that we're not 18 and we can't just go out on the field and just play naturally and do these movements that our bodies are not used to. So when Jamie said, welcome to 39, I kind of went like, oh my God. (laughs) I know that I don't have the same body and muscles that I did decades ago, but my goodness, kickball injury, really? is healing. um, And I've been able to be, uh, you know, active still, but I'm being very, very cautious. And it just got me thinking about aging in general, especially because Jamie said to me also, he said, Oh, are you going to be like the actress Leslie Mann on the movie? This is 40. Are you going to lie about your age? So that people don't know you're close to 40 now. And I said, no, the opposite. In fact, oftentimes I forget subconsciously and tell people I'm almost 40 or I'm, I'm just months away from 40. I almost kind of forgot about 39. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just me, but do any of you age up? Like, I know it's common for people to lie about their age and age down and say, oh, I'm a couple years younger than I actually am. Do any of you do what I do and age up? When I really started thinking about why I did it, I felt like it's because I feel 40 in many ways. And I mean that life has kind of had me earn some deep wisdom that feels more along the lines with with 40. And I don't identify as much as the person I was, say, in my late 20s, early 30s. And I think because life has been life and it's been brutal, right? Beautiful and brutal, as Glennon Doyle says, that I often think that I'm 40. So I started thinking about this and about age and what it means and why I tend to age up. And I sat down on our back porch. It's a screened porch. And I just kind of set my timer and just wrote stream of consciousness in my journal, this essay. And then I typed it up so I could read it without squinting over my handwriting. And even though I've been thinking about the essay for a while and taking notes on it, I just fully finished it this morning. And I wanted to share it with you, a very honest reflection of how I feel about being 39 and looking back at the person I was a decade ago. I know that when I'm 49, I will look back at my 39-year-old self and go, oh my gosh, so naive. (laughs) Um, But I also, I think back to who I was 10 years ago and why I feel so different and yet somehow the same to that 29-year-old self. Uh, And I wanted to explore the reason why that was. It's called, You Have No Idea. Ten years ago, 
I was 29, newly pregnant and living in an old house in a rural suburb of Massachusetts. We had bought our home with room for our family just before we had gotten married, and I felt so very grown up. But I remember the realtor saying that when, not if, but when, we wanted to resell it, we might have a hard time since it had just one bathroom. He said the average family lives in a house for five years. Sell it? We were never leaving this charming house with its wood beams and potbelly stove. We were never leaving this idyllic town of rolling hills and forest preserves. The realtor shrugged as if to say, things happen, hinting at job changes, marital tension, financial gain or hardship. He was in his late 60s, a kind man who had lost his wife to cancer. He was selling the home where he had raised his kids and he was about to remarry. The look in his tender eyes basically said, anything could happen, just wait and see. At the time, I lived in a world of plans and productivity and predictability. I thought that enough control could protect us from the worst. I wasn't completely naive, though. Almost bleeding to death after an IVF procedure gone wrong had made me feel a bit shocked at how brutal life could be. But when we got pregnant naturally, just before my 29th birthday, even though the doctors said it was impossible, I hoped and believed that the worst was behind us. I chuckle now at the thought. I look tenderly at that 29-year-old me, the same way the realtor did. Not with pity, but with a sort of sigh that says, Oh, honey, you have no idea. You have no idea that pregnancy will be absolutely awful. That you will be so sick for months on end that you will truly feel like you are dying. And then the fog will lift at four and a half months and you will feel glowy and beautiful and be elated at the miracle of being able to feel your baby kick. And then you will learn that he has a kidney condition and that he might not survive and you will fall into the depths of despair. And yet, somehow, he will live and the birth will be part beautiful warrior labor and part hellish emergency C-section. You have no idea that your sweet boy will make you feel the most smitten you have ever felt. How he'll nurse like a champ and also try to latch onto anything that looks like a nipple, including your husband's nose, which will have you both laughing for hours. You have no idea that you'll suffer from severe postpartum anxiety. Is he breathing? Are the bottles clean? Does he have a fever? The relentless, ongoing worry that leaves you sleep-deprived. But there will also be moments of bliss, reading board books with him in the glider, teaching him how to crawl, hearing that miraculous word, Mama, for the first time. You have no idea that you'll watch your partner in awe. What a gentle soul your broad-shouldered husband is to your sweet boy, changing and dressing him ever so tenderly, letting your son lay on his chest like a warm loaf of bread. 
and also that the two of you will have very different parenting styles. You hover unnecessarily while your husband is too lax sometimes. You have no idea how hard it is to be parent and partner. You can't be wife while you are mama. You can't be carefree and funny and relaxed when you are bouncing and breastfeeding and burping. You have no idea that your precious New England home will feel isolated and lonely in the winter months, that you'll suggest Chicago to be near your mom and sister, and that your husband will say words that shock you. You came to Massachusetts for me. I'll go to Illinois for you. You deserve that. Your adventure will begin. City apartment, suburban rental, the purchase of your forever home on a lake in northern Illinois. The pandemic, the brutal winters in lockdown, the selling of that home, and the purchase of your Airstream, living on the road in a 27-foot camper, the search for another place to plant your feet, ending up in Florida, for now anyway, because you're never going to call anywhere your forever home again. You would never have imagined any of it. You have no idea that certainty will become something that you used to think you had control over and that now it's something you chuckle at. You have no idea the losses of relationships that you will suffer among family members and friends, people you thought would stick by you forever. There's that problematic word again. And yet you have no idea how others will step up, show you true love and generosity, how angels will come out of the woodwork, strangers surprising you with their generosity. You have no idea that the profession you went to graduate school for and worked so hard at to become a professor will be something you'll willingly give up in the pursuit of less hustle, less exhaustion, more heart work, more helping women writers, more flexibility to be with your family. You have no idea that waking up at 4.45 a.m. and working all day in a state of frantic panic and racing heart is not sustainable. That eventually you'll say no more. That you'll sit in stillness that you'll go for slow walks to look at nature, that you'll eat with awareness, savoring every bite, that you'll be able to sit fully present and listen to your husband without thinking about a lesson plan, that you'll play with Legos with your son without worrying that you're behind on emails. You have no idea that marriage will look like disagreements about TV volumes and thermostat temps and eating each other's dessert stashes, and that it will also look like being at your husband's side when he is rushed into the ER after passing out in the kitchen, and your desperate pleas to the universe to let him live because he makes everywhere home with his music and his cooking and his hearty laugh. You have no idea that your wish will be granted and that it will make you look at every interaction thereafter 
with boundless gratitude. You have no idea how mind-blowing it will be to watch your son grow. How precious those times at the playground and the library will be. How one day you won't be able to pick him up because he's almost as tall as you, but he'll still snuggle together on the couch. How you love watching him be so kind to other kids. And also how he has your impatience. And you're teaching him and yourself how to manage that. How he will be your best teacher and your greatest gift. How nostalgic you will be on his ninth birthday for those early times with him. You have no idea how much you will change and stay the same as a person. How you will trade suits for tank tops and flowy skirts, but you'll always most love being sweaty and makeup free, active out in nature, running, hiking, paddleboarding, bobbing in waves. How you will accumulate laugh lines and a droopy neck and you will love your strong body and your abundant heart for all it has gotten you through. This life and all of its trials and treasures will make you fall back in love with yourself. Oh, sweetheart, 29-year-old self, you have no idea how the worst is yet to come, and so is the best. All right. Thank you for listening. So I wonder if any of you feel the way that I do. This combination of life's trials and treasures that age us in the hardest ways and the best ways. So I guess that's what I mean when I feel like 40. (laughs) Right? So I want to just guide you through a little bit of a reflection meditation that you can do while you're sitting or while you're walking to let yourself just reflect on how you feel. How old does your soul feel? It might be a different kind of age than the age you actually are. Reflecting on those really beautiful moments and the hard ones too and how they have expanded you. So why don't we start by taking a deep breath. Let yourself settle into yourself. Whether you allow yourself to walk more slowly or sit in a comfortable position. And start to notice your own beautiful beating heart. You might place a hand over your heart and feel the thump, 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 thump. Oh, this heart, this soul, this body, that has been through so much. Ask yourself, how old does it feel and why? 
If you were to look back at the you 10 years ago, what were the things that were ahead in your future that you had no idea about? Both hard and heartwarming. Reflect a bit on the challenges that you've been through. How you've gotten yourself through those times. You. No one has rescued you. And while you've had allies you've gotten yourself through beautiful, miraculous you. And who have you become along the way? How have you gotten wiser? How have you gotten kinder? How have you developed empathy for others who are going through difficult times? How have you changed? stayed the same. What is the essence of you that has been there from the beginning? The ageless part of you. And then what are the things 10 years ago, the beauties and wonders that you never could have imagined that have graced you over the past decade? The ordinary, everyday miracles huge moments of joy that were a total surprise. The laughter, the adventures, the new friends that you've met along the way you didn't even know a decade ago. 
all of this you couldn't have possibly fathomed. And yet, it all arrived at your doorstep like a gift. The trials and treasures of life. And can you soothe your own self who desperately wants a plan, who desperately wants to predict and control? Can you reassure that self that while uncertainty is so, so scary, You always get yourself through and gifts beyond your wildest imagination always come. So can we be open to the possibilities? Can we surrender a morsel of control? we be an open door to the beauty that awaits hmm. take two more deep slow breaths to yourself, give a nod to yourself as you come back to the world around you and thank yourself for taking the time to reflect, to surrender, to be open. Allow yourself to come back to the responsibilities of life, but maybe with an openness to the unknown possibilities that might await. Thank you, friends, for listening. If you think a friend can benefit from this little reflection and conversation, go ahead and share it with someone today. You can always let me know on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone if you are also someone who ages yourself up. <laughs> I'll be glad to know I'm not the only one. Thank you, Michelle Rado, my incredible producer with an amazing soul. And thank you, dear listener, are coming back week after week. Remember, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.